and welcome to Living My Best Disabled Life. Today, in honor of Guillain-Barre Syndrome Awareness Month, we have Kaylee Blake. Hey, Kaylee. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. So can we start by talking about what, um, first, what the first symptoms were? Yeah, so my first initial symptom wasn't one that was obvious. You you wouldn't think of it when you think of gambling necessarily. Um, but it was actually extreme fatigue. Um, but of course that being a symptom, um wasn't a big deal because I was a college student and I was very busy. So at the time I just assumed that, you know, I was kind of burnt out from my super busy schedule. But then, my biggest initial symptom then was the fact that I lost the ability to walk my knees and my, and my legs. So I lost all ability to to weight bear on my legs, which is unlike me because even though I have cerebral palsy, I am able to stand with the help of somebody and help them, you know, support my weight. And so not being able to support my weight was definitely a a big red flag there. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially since um, even though you have another disability, like, you were able to do other things that now then you weren't able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For people who don't know what it is, can you just explain a little bit about what it is yeah so it's a neurological um condition um that basically attacks your entire immune system so in that sense it is an autoimmune disorder as well um but it's an it's a disorder that basically makes your body believe that um it's attacking itself and that something is wrong and so in, in a sense it causes your body to attack all of the healthy, healthy um, nerves and make them unable to respond like they should, um, which leads to paralysis. Before being diagnosed, did you know what it was? No, at all. Never heard of it? No, at all. I had no idea um, at all. No. <laughs> You talked about your CP, and do you think that the combination of your CP made it harder to recover or easier? Um, I think it goes both ways, but I think overall, it made it easier. Um, I'm always a person to try and think in a positive light. Um, so while having Guillain-Barre syndrome was extremely difficult for me, I do consider myself lucky because... You know, I, I already use a wheelchair, and so not having function in my legs especially didn't, wasn't a factor because I already use a wheelchair. And so to me, like, that part of the recovery wasn't, wasn't as challenging as it would be for someone who is fully able. Um, but of course, there were other parts of it that were extremely challenging. So it goes both ways. Since you're kind of 
well, not at the end of your recovery, but towards the end. Do you th- is there anything that you wish you knew earlier? Yeah, um, I wish that I knew, and this is gonna sound crazy, but I wish that I knew how long it would take to rebuild essentially my body from the ground up because you know you're paralyzed in the neck down and you have to work at every little thing to get your body back to where it should be i mean i couldn't even eat on my own for a while so i had to relearn to eat to write to you know use my arms all of that so i wish i knew that earlier how long it would take to rebuild all of that that's wild because like i can't imagine like you said you were in your senior year like mm-hmm. you're in your senior year of college and then all of a sudden this yeah. happens and yeah. you're, like that that must just be like so life-changing well it was i i so i was technically in my last semester of college right and so I was supposed to graduate that May, and I was diagnosed um, around Valentine's Day of, of last year. And so I had to withdraw, essentially, from school um, and put put all of that on hold. And to be so close to graduating and to have to stop, that was definitely very emotional and very frustrating, for sure. It must have felt even, like, weirder because, um, like, we, a year ago, we were in a pandemic, and we're still in it, but yep. it was the beginning of the pandemic, so. Yeah, it definitely felt, I always describe it as it felt like my whole world kind of paused. Like, everyone kept going, and I kind of paused, um, even in the midst of the start of the pandemic, like, it still felt that way to me. Yeah, I feel like, in a way, like, the whole world did go on a pause. It did. Yeah, mine mine just started earlier. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, So, I don't remember if I asked you this yet, but, um... What do you think your biggest challenge with the recovery process was? Yeah, um, so as I said earlier, I think my biggest challenge was just wanting to rebuild from growing up, essentially, because, of course, you you never know what it's like to be paralyzed unless you're in it, right? And you never know how long it's going to take to rebuild or if you're going to be able to rebuild all of that. So definitely the process of um, relearning everything from being able to eat to being able to sit up on my own. Every single thing I had to learn it. And I wish I would have realized, I guess, earlier on um, how long that would take. And I wish I would have had a little bit more um, patience myself during that time. And how would you say that um, this has changed you, whether it be, like, in a good way or a bad way or both. Can you say that again? I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, how would you say that your diagnosis changed you either in a 
good way or a bad way, whether if you like mentally, physically, emotionally, doesn't have to be just physically. Yeah. So I think mentally, the whole diagnosis also made me realize how strong I am as a person. Um, I mean, I always knew that I was strong, but I think this way really tested that for me um, to a whole new level. Because when you're in that situation, you know, it can it can be really difficult. And of course, I, I had my difficult days, um, but I knew that I could get through it. So I think it, it taught me just how strong I am. What advice would you give to someone who is newly diagnosed? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, just know that it will be okay and that you will get through this. And in the moment, you know, when you're, when you're frustrated going through it, it's going to seem like it'll never end and you might not get better. But just know that you will. And even if it takes time, have patience with yourself. And make sure that you lean on your loved ones and your friends and for support. Because you need that during that time. And also, um, how do you think you're living your best disabled life? And I know, like, technically, it's not a disability, but then, like, the CP is a disability. And, the, like, disability and chronic illness and that kind of stuff kind of always overlap. Of course, yeah. Um, I think I'm living my best disabled life by just not letting my diagnosis bring me down. I'm still trying to do all the things that I had set out to do. I'm still working with children. Um, at home, I'm still, you know, able to hang out with my friends via Zoom if I want to. Um, so I'm still trying to just do the best that I can and not let Guillain-Barre or CP for that matter um, take over my day to day. And I remember you saying earlier that, like, you were the only um, person with CP that also had had it. Um, do you think... Okay, this is a, like, kind of loaded question. <laughs> but, like, um, do you think they were kind of, like, that they had a harder time treating you because they also because you also had CP on top of the syndrome? Um, <laughs> um, I don't think so, because, I mean, I don't know what the doctors are thinking, obviously. Uh, a lot of that time, you know, I was always there, but I didn't know what the doctors were thinking, you know, down. Um, but I, I would assume, no, because the, the treatment for Guillain-Barrey was the same whether I am disabled or not. Again, obviously, the long-term prognosis of it was different because of my situation with CP. But the overall treatment of it, I don't think it was any different. 
interesting. That the only reason I was asking that is because um you said earlier that like your um having your CP made it kind of easier but yet harder to um to recover. So I was just wondering if you like noticed any difference when you were getting actually like treated. That's what I meant. Yeah, no. I think, again, overall, the same treatment was necessary. Um, so, no, I don't think that was any different. Again, it was more of just a long-term prognosis of we didn't know what would come back for me because of CP. So, the prognosis was a little different because they hadn't seen a lot of people with CP also with Neon Beret. Um, but again, overall, the treatment itself was no different, I don't think. How, um, different was, did they give you, like, a, like, it, you, you would regain your strength within, like, a year or whatever? What was, like, your... Yeah, so the crazy part about this is I, um... In a sense, I beat the odds because my doctors had told me that I could be in the hospital for months and months before I even saw a rehab facility. Um, but I was in the hospital for around 21 days and then moved to rehab. Um, now, obviously, the whole recovery itself, you never know how long it's going to take. Just because I left the hospital... I wasn't fully better, you know what I mean? Um, There's still a lot of work to do. But the actual being in a hospital bed, um, they had told me that I was going to be there for a very long time. (laughs) Uh, And they they prepared me for that. But I always said I'm going to fight and not be here for a long time. So I think in that sense, I I beat the odds. That's crazy that they said there was going to be, like, longer, and then you just, um, do you think that, like, already being disabled kind of gave you uh, more motivation to, like, um, try to beat the odds? Absolutely. I think that, overall, having cerebral palsy, um, has taught me to have the mindset of, positivity and optimism and just this overall sense of strength that I know that I can do this. Like, yes, I have Nyambre syndrome now, but I've lived with CP my whole life. So in the moment, yes, it was scary, but I also knew that I could get through it because I've already been through so much as somebody with cerebral palsy. So, what stage in your recovery process are you, like, do you feel like you're maybe, like, 75 back, 100% back? Yeah, um, I would say I'm about 85% back right now. Um, there's still some things that I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, some days are better than others. Some days I have no problems, and some days I feel exhausted. Um, I think the biggest um, part of my recovery that I'm still in 
is overall weakness in my body. Um, for example, I used to I used to be able to sit in my wheelchair for easily eleven or twelve hours at a time. Um, whereas now I can usually go about five hours before needing to get out of my chair and sit in my bed or sit on a couch where I'm able to not be straight up. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's interesting because you say that, like, uh, because you've already been in a wheelchair, that, like, so that I wouldn't think that you that would affect it in that way where you can't sit in a chair, like, sit in your wheelchair. Because you've literally been sit like, because before this, you were able to sit in your wheelchair for, like, long periods of time, and I wouldn't think that would be, like, a... So, that you couldn't do. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, I can kind of elaborate on that if you want me to. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Thanks. So, I think the biggest thing because of the struggle with the wheelchair is because I lost all my core muscles. And when you lose all your core muscles, you obviously lose the ability to sit up. So, when, I, when I've been attempting to build up my core muscles again, that's taking a long time, and so over time, they build back up. But when you have no, no core strength, you can't stop like you used to, you know what I mean? Um, and so I had to learn that from the ground up, just like every other piece of uh, my body, I had to rebuild my core muscles so that I could sit up, um, whether it be in a chair, in my little chair, or on a couch anywhere, I had to, I had to rebuild, rebuild my core so that I could do any of that at all. Thanks for elaborating. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Now. now. And I remember you talking about how, like, uh, since you didn't know about it, that, um, but once you knew about it and you had it, that there was, like, this, um, this group of people that that you had no idea had it, but like mm-hmm. you made the, these connections with people that have it, and like people think that it's such a rare disease, but you found mm-hmm. this like huge group of people. Yeah. People. Um, I how has how has that um has that helped you like emotionally with recovery? Absolutely. I think just knowing that I'm not alone in it and that it, it has happened to a lot of other people. And also seeing the fact that so many other people with the disease have made a recovery, a good recovery, and are back to living their you know, normal lives for the most part. And so I think that emotionally that really helped me because it let me realize that I can get back to my life. And that GBS doesn't have to take away everything forever. Would you say that if you didn't have it, you'd have a harder time? If you didn't have the community? Oh, okay, yeah. If I didn't have the community, yes, I think I would. Because, again, when you have that support system of people who know what you're going through, 
you can find, you know, some hope in that, I feel like, when you're able to connect with people like you, it, it goes the same for cerebral palsy as well, you know, when you're able to find people that you connect to, you can kind of get through it together, in a sense, so if I ever had questions about my recovery, I could reach out to people that I connected with, and they would talk to me if I needed help with something, or if I just needed some advice on anything, I could reach out to them. So it was definitely helpful. And I think had I not had that, it would have been a lot more challenging emotionally. Yeah, I think in any sense of, like, finding a community, whether um, whether it be, like, with, like, a disease you have or a disability, it really, like, helps you, like, come to terms with it and kind of, like, even even embrace it. And I'm not just saying in, in your case, but I'm saying in general is, like, even the disability community. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I'm part of a lot of um, disability, like, clubs clubs and stuff yeah and I feel like that has really helped me like not be ashamed of it and like just um to not have it be like such a negative thing oh yeah um and going off of that as well I, I love what you said about how you shouldn't be ashamed of it and you know it it, it it could be so easy to view it as a negative thing, right? Especially when you're going through it. But, again, having that support from others makes it seem less scary, knowing that people have gone through what you're going through and have come out even stronger. um, It kind of gives you a more positive mindset as far as that goes. Yeah, and I think that a positive mindset just, like, helps you in overall life. Absolutely. Like, if you're always so negative about it, then you're just going to feel, ne- like, feel negative. You're not going to be, like... I feel like that makes the recovery harder. If you're, if, if you're negative all the time about your recovery, I feel like it won't take longer to recover. Um, and if you're positive about it and see the light in it, like, I made sure to always celebrate the little milestones that I hit along the way of my Guillain-Bracen recovery, um, because you should, because every milestone is a big one, especially with something like that. Um, so having that, having that kind of positive mindset was very helpful. And even, like, embracing the little wins. Exactly. It's interesting because I was just thinking about how sometimes people who aren't disabled always, um, people who aren't disabled or don't have a chronic illness are always, like, asking people if they would change things. Like, if they would change it. (laughs) If you, if you didn't have it, like, I mean, would you, like, when people ask you, like, if you had a cure, would you 
like wish it would never have happened because it changed you for like but then it kind of changed you for the better depending on what the um disorder disability yeah um i definitely see both sides of it but i have the mindset of cp and gambling now um Hope shaped me into who I am today. And it, again, especially with the embracing him now, it, it made me realize that I really am very strong. And that if I can get through that, so I can get through anything. That, I can get through anything. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Like, I love when people have that mindset. Like, you can do it, like, just because. Like the world throws stuff at you, <laughs> um, you can get through it. It actually, might change you, but it actually makes you a like stronger, better person. I think even with the embrace syndrome, I think it made me appreciate even more so um, the little things in life. As far as because, of course, like with cerebral palsy, we already have that lack of mobility, but I had quite a lot, right, to begin with, and so, you know, again, working from the ground up, you, you realize how lucky you are to be able to eat food on your own, or to be able to move your arms without help, you know, all those little things, you appreciate them more after you lose, after you lose them, I think. That's a very, um, very good point when you like I think when you have the ability to do oh like do all that 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 you just like don't really think about it you don't Mm -hmm. appreciate it and it's just like part of you so when it's taken away you like takes that time and you're like really much more appreciative of what you can do what your abilities are and Mm -hmm. the strengths you have yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Living Your Best Disabled Life. 